A poem is a small machine made of words. William Carlos Williams. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks, exploring the poetry scene of Central Canada and beyond with Amanda Earle and A.M. Kozak. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Small Machine Talks, episode 58. Uh, I'm Amanda Earle, and I'm recording the episode solo again. For this episode, I invited contributors to Experiment O to send me their audio readings of their poetry. So I don't know if you know what Experiment O is, but uh, Experiment O is an Angel House Press publication. It's published online annually to celebrate the art of risk. It includes poetry, visual poetry, visual art, and occasionally experimental prose from contributors all over the world. We started it in 2008, and I'm now working on the 13th issue. Every year, I invite 10 or 12 participants. Each issue has a dedication. The last issue, issue 12, was dedicated to the late Bill D. Michelle, who is a great contributor to Angel House Press and a wonderful artist, poet, and publisher. I'm going to be sharing the link to Experiment O in the show notes. Um, for this episode, I received poetry and recordings from six contributors, Gary Barwin, Joshua Chris Bouchard, Jason Christie, Conchetta Principe, and Elaine Wong. I'll introduce each reader and they'll read a few poems. Gary Barwin is a writer, composer, visual and multidisciplinary artist, and the author of 24 books of poetry, fiction, and books for children. His latest books include A Cemetery for Holes, a poetry collaboration with Tom Prime that came out with Gordon Hill, and For It Is a Pleasure and a Surprise to Breathe, New and Selected Poems, edited by Alessandro Porco from Wolsack and Wynne. A new novel, Nothing the Same, Everything Haunted, The Ballad of Motel the Cowboy, will appear from Random House in 2021. He lives in Hamilton and at GaryBarwin.com. Gary was in our first issue in 2008. In 2015, we republished his first chapbook, Phases of the Harpsichord Moon, and in 2014, we published a visual poetry collaboration of Gary's and mine called Bone Sapling. Here's Gary reading his poem, Leonardo, Inventor of Scissors. I'd like to read um, a new poem that I'm working on called Leonardo, Inventor of Scissors. I was reading um, the novel Flights by Olga to Karchuk, um, and she referred to Leonardo as being the inventor of scissors. Um, turns out he's not. I guess he made some improvements, um, like he did for many things. Um, but uh, scissors in various forms have existed since um, Mesopotamian times. However, the image really uh, struck me, and scissors is an image, and just the idea of someone inventing such a thing, and what does it mean? What does scissors mean? Um, and what is the act of, you know, using scissors and dividing? So um, I wrote this poem and I'd like to read it because I guess I'm still working on it. I think it's got to be a certain distance and I'm not sure if working on it means I'm going to change it or if I'm just going to come to terms or settle with where it's got and what it's doing. Leonardo, inventor of scissors. Sharp brother to ampersand, crossed hands of the dead. What can his poem do? He was a great man, but he didn't invent them. Averuncator, from Latin, to ward off, remove mischief, used for averuncating. The high branches of trees, etc., 
how does the snick of blades compare with applause? Hands coming together help us celebrate what is severed. Leonardo on his porch sipping coffee, imagining weapons of war, bridges, none of them, the shape of hand. If you were the left blade and I the right, if we entered a cave running and one of us fell, a left eyeball and a right impaled in violet light, the best of poems. Leonardo writes, the best of poems disappear, frantic avaruncating below. The string that walked into a bar, I'm afraid night, scissors like a scar, eyes closed, black cloth of shadow, slow, sad, goodbye, applause. Girl leaves family home, long ago BC. Imagine, she says, sharp nothing divides, day, night, cloth, leather, now from before. Inventor escapes sack, the tent, rap sod, from Greek to sew songs together, my left leg, my right. The Mona Lisa cut a thousand pieces, returned to paint, then colored A, a forest, B, a cave, C, a flock of birds. In the meantime, Leonardo invents the staircase, sorrow, anger, angels. When I was a boy, they told about Jesus in the gym, felt fingers on a felt Jerusalem, the donkey, palm branches, our Lord, his cross where we killed him. I looked for my brother, the only other Jew, Ireland, late 1960s, in school. I invented a language, a prayer on filing cards, the mystery, rose bush from front yard, rosewood, what my father's big desk was made of. Once I fell from a wall, scarred my forehead, bled as I crawled home. Sister to darkness and night, the third fate with scissors ready, the clip of scissors a war on time and its alphabet, the body. We live. Our next reader is Joshua Chris Bouchard. Joshua Chris Bouchard's collection of poetry and photographs, Let This Be the End of Me from Bad Books Press, was shortlisted for the B.P. Nickel Chapik Award. He lives in Toronto. He contributed to issue nine of Experiment O, published in 2016. Here's Joshua. Oh, summer. My red-hot ass burns to lick melting ice cream from your fingers at dawn in the park on a swing set, bucking myself wild and barreling near the cathedrals of blood puddles just along the chalk line of where I have met you. Oh, summer. The lampshades are heavy again. My body in the pool of hollow bones candy thrown from black canvas tote bags, the mouths of awestruck newlyweds spread SPF 50 deep, catching seedlings under dumbfuck half-moons, groping themselves like a choir in heat, taking a giant piss on the canopy of eyelashes. We lose everything, the will to smoke and shop and eat and pet, 
pretending to live forever and ever on feathers, wet with firecracker white light plumage. Woe is me walking towards the picnic table, eating a rotten fig like an apple-stucked piglet, singing songs to the skunky hands in my sweat. And that's all very good because it is summer, motherfucker, and it is always bright and spit-shined as I point to the sky, my right temple, this place. Our third reader is Jason Christie. Jason Christie is the author of four books of poetry, Canada Post from Invisible, I, Robot from Edge, Unknown Actor from Insomniac, and Cursed Objects from Coach House Books. Jason's work appeared in issue eight of Experiment O, published in 2015. Here's Jason reading Slow Death. Slow Death, the idle singer of an empty day. William Morris. Incantation, burnt umber, gray earth rock, mist and fog clouding and occluding the view of my yard. The yard a sick pine tilting in the corner, run-down wooden garage and pale deck flowing into focus. Arise with me, O world, dawn first warms, then slices through my dawn. Arise with me, my sick pine rotting garage and pale deck into the hours of a day filled with family and fear. 1. Aghast I make coffee and ask my digital assistant to play music in the family room before my children wake, before my wife wakes, and before time succumbs to things. 2. Before and after breakfast, I ride the stationary bike in our basement and lift weights. Anything out of the ordinary recedes a little into the future. Whatever that will be when we get there. I climb the steps from the basement into the noise of my family watching videos on the TV, listening to music, discussing the particulars of our day. 3. Comfort and Grace The living room is still dark, even with the lights set to bright. Gray and rainy and extending ourselves one more minute by replying to email or a text message or phone call deliberately checking each person in our lives off a mental list with a sigh. 4. An ordinary day, uninterrupted time, minutes unbound from necessity, to stand at my kitchen counter and write a poem without children running at me, demanding milk, hugs, goldfish, crackers, candy, selfish and unkind thoughts, self-isolating, and yet to flip a slow death and morph it to slow death's approach as it broadcasts from the kitchen hub. 5. I'm the mud all morning. We smashed and buried rocks and chopped ice at the garage door. My son asks, where do diamonds come from? Do these rocks have carbon inside? And our elderly neighbor appears at the fence. She asks, how we are holding up, says they are doing fine. Nothing too bothersome over there. I tell her we are happy to help if they need anything, and she replies the same. I return to my son, smashing rocks, wondering what this means to him beyond being off school and self-isolating with his family. What does it mean to any of us? Why not smash rocks and dig in the mud? My neighbors continue to shovel ice and snow from their deck. My son and I decide it's lunchtime 
we remove our filthy boots, wash our hands, singing happy birthday twice. 6. More pancakes, the cry interrupts the writing of this poem. Oh, to be living in a time with a surplus of pancakes. Why, the child shouts, why, voice raised to the absolute limit, chanting and antagonizing as any good six-year-old should. Why can't we go to the grocery store, not angry, half asleep and full of hunger, for the next new experience? He asks our digital assistant to play Nothing But Flowers by the Talking Heads. 7. They scream from the basement, they scream from the stairs, they scream from the kitchen, they scream from their bedrooms, they scream from the family room, they scream from the living room. One wants milk, one wants new shows to watch, one wants a diaper change, one wants a new toy, one wants a walk outside, one wants to smash rocks, one wants what one wants. They scream in unison for either parent to attend, for the adults to solve their problems. They resort to social media to plead for help. 8. Somehow, we arrive at dinner, as a family, as individuals neatly made from our home, technology, relationships, needs and wants. I make plain pasta for the children, and you and I eat leftover lentil pasta in a tomato sauce while splitting sour beer. 9. At bedtime, we fall into each other, exhausted from proximity, from filling hours with words, sharing minutes we would have spent alone, instead learning what we each feel when confronted with night, with the fear of night permeating each thought, tick, gesture, smile. As new roll, news rolls along and the numbers rise, headline after headline showing no peak and no valley for the virus and the slide. 10. Faith at 4 a.m. when you wake to piss and can't fall back asleep. Faith when faced with your failures and fears in the mirror while your children sleep. While no cars go by, no lights shine in the world, and all everywhere lay quietly coiled in dreams without boundaries. In want of miracles and trembling, trembling and unanchored, adrift everywhere, waves upon waves in silence, sleeping, sleeping silently. Our fourth reader is Carrie Hunter. Carrie received her MFA, MA in the Poetics Program at New College of California and has two books out with Black Radish Books, The Incompossible and Orphan Machines, and has published around 15 chapbooks. Her third full-length book, Vibratory Milieu, is forthcoming from Nightbook Books in the fall of 2020. She lives in San Francisco and teaches ESL. Carrie's poetry was published in Issue 9. Here's Carrie reading two poems. Hi, my name is Carrie Hunter, and thanks to Amanda Earl for inviting me to do this. I have um, two poems that I'll read from a manuscript I've been working on. That's a sort of sequel chapbook to a chapbook um, I did a year or two ago, um, engaging with Martha Reed, and particularly her book Archive, and also trying to read through Ashbury's flowchart, so there's a little bit of that. And the titles are Ashbury Lines. The orchid that was right for you. Setting the water, shawls, a wharf, a rope, a password. Smiles are a pattern you wear indicating a dagger. An outfit, an ensemble, an ensemble, an assembly. Acquiescent demands. The water a place to be pampered. The setting not a specific setting. 
the coded language of a region inaccessible to the uninitiated, what we think we know but we don't, always confusing, deactic, and enclitic, sinkholes open up cleverly disguised, everyday mundane questions, another summer coming to take its hand from the sun. This is a land memoir. Fishtails is an idiom that means the fish are speaking. Bluetooth vegetables, talking in specifics around a non-specificity. Pointed accusations coming to take their hands from the moon. Not a space for stopping to think or reconsider, but something to fall into and be lost forever in. That odd, dank furor of attention. No sense of time rushing past or other people's sense of time. Being the pivot, but stopping just short, but being adorable. And in the shadows, the memories of everyone else who's ever looked down into. Rivers, basins, lobes, deposits, locks, and levees, the gulf. Wishes that are shadows, wishes you never remember. Wishes decline a sort of wholesomeness. Animistic wish flying, but no longer a wish, a bird. A list of things that are fresh or might be. A word that reminds you of a previous crisis. That moment after a sound reverberates. Negative striation. We look for a beginning in the wreckage. Verdancies propagate. And then the second poem, also the title is a Ashbury line. Nurse of the Arcades. Question of whether we are at shores or gardens. There, there, she says, or there, pointing, deactic. It nourishes other asides it knows nothing of. I don't want to say what comes after. Dancing after, sidestepping what's past, is still passing, passes over us, tedious, cross-fading, something to escape or something to escape to. My fear is like a small house. You can come visit me, but it will not go away. Passing through is a sort of departure. Something is always coming loose in the poem, chilly, unripe fruit, timeless or non-specific time. Being put to the test, but not now, sometime in the future, for now, some non-test activity or battling the weather, not at a pinnacle of some decision or other. Paint blue, whispers of taint, it is and it ain't, what taints is tainted, psychics who are right, a list of metaphors for building something, the city and the city's lair, all lives have battle sections. Definition of the one and only in horticultural terms. They handed us over to it and we were alone. The battle scene leads to the Arcadian scene. The animals, pilgrims, defeated, supplicants, bushes, virtue, an antidote. The domains, a joke, a centipede, morass, a beast, a lair, apathetic wondering, an unnameable coherence. Loves crescendo, but inside of Hermada, fears wall, a depression. A man walking his dog with a dog ball launcher, and I say, that man is walking alone holding a single flower. A bird is screeching outside my window. I ask, what is that? He says, an eagle. No center, only the circuit. Our next reader is Conchetta Principe. Conchetta is a writer of poetry and creative nonfiction and scholarship on trauma and literature. Her most her recent collection, This Real, from Peddler Press 2017, was longlisted for the League of Canadian uh, Poets 
uh, Poetry's Raymond Suster Award. Her creative nonfiction project on suicide is forthcoming with Gordon Hill Press in the spring of 2021. Her work has appeared in Canadian and American journals, including the Malahat Review, the Capilano Review, Experiment O, and Hap Hamilton Arts and Literature. She teaches English literature and creative writing at Trent University in Durham. Conchetta's poems appeared in the 12th issue of Experiment O in 2019, which is our most recent issue. Conchetta is reading some of the work from this issue. These three poems are from a book-length project titled Ex Nihilo, Nine Uneasy Steps to a PhD. The pieces in particular are um, from selections published recently in the online journal Experimento. And uh, thank you very much to Amanda for publishing these. Ex Nihilo 3. Fed up, she breaks it. Bursting of things. She breaks it not like the boy who takes the stick to his piñata and screams victory. She breaks it not like the musician does his instrument against the brick, careening. Breaks not like the boy's smile with chocolate all over his face. What she breaks is inside, undercover, near the spine, brittle as flowers to remember walking in summer. She breaks it not like she means it. She breaks it because the fast must end. The fast lane and Betty is driving again. From the rim of mother, we are born into a world of naming, rimming the world with our pissy semantics, romantics, Wordsworth and Byron, so Sewer's signifier, and the can's point is. Badieu and Zizek, Baudelaire and Stein, Freud, Wittgenstein, and philosophy stewed prunes. Derrida's Aleph, too. Of lips and anus and ears and eyes, and then the hidden rim, the second hidden rim, not between her legs, but the one deep, deep down between her lips. Very. She aches. Ex Nihilo 3.7 Beating the board to make her point, beating the dress to flatten her hips, beating the matter into a ghost of itself, beating the odds at Woodbine, beating the meat for Dexter's art, Beating the horse is a crime in all countries. Beating the chest to say, I did this. Beating the wall till it crumbled. Beating the neighbor in a game of chess. Beating the odds and the bleachers. Beating the Canadians teaches you something about passing on the defense line. Beats me. Beats me. Ears and nose and mouth around the eight-wheeler of another crime, spinning off the tracks of CBC's Hockey Night. Beats. The beating. The ice was as black as her smile was red. So very. Ex Nihilo 5. 
My Marxist was a Derrida cat. My fascist was the Blanchot bird. My cat and bird played crazy eights. Why are eights so crazy? The struggle to stay afloat is called treading the universal. An eight falls over and goes eternal. Tread the halls, the tutorials, students, lectures, essays, and all the effing signifiers without end. Feel the 80s slip around as if you are laddering failure forever. It is okay to always be falling or struggling. It is okay never to catch Farrah Fawcett and her hair. Shampoo and shoulder pads got awful. Swimming practice in your birthday suit. This very watery, so many particles, so many words, word bubbles, so many pieces of words, so many threads to each piece, so much to count. Things are so very whole numbers. Fuck the fractions. There was chocolate. There was Marx and a fascist. I want a noun now, says the doctor. There were almonds as well. I will sell you the verb, says insurance. Allergic. The psychoanalyst said nothing but cut deeply. Our final reader is Elaine Wu. Elaine is a poet, artist, and librettist living on the west coast of Canada. She is the author of the poetry collections Put Your Hand in Mine and Cycling with the Dragon. Her work is published internationally in Canada, the U.S., Australia, the U.K., France, and Hong Kong. Elaine's poetry appears in Experiment O in Issue 10, published in 2017. Elaine is reading four poems from Put Your Hand in Mine, which came out with signature editions in 2019. Hello, everybody. Thank you for the honor of inviting me to read for Small Machine Talks. Four poems. Feeling the way. Bleeding colors, hazier than the real tableau. Broken thermostat delusion. Path art braid. Entwining of light and shade strands. Dandelion helices. I sing the body electric. Water demons flit through meaning. Trustworthiness a boulder. Every boulder. The thermostat winds blue. Willow limb straight mood. A curse. Abstract this labyrinth. Trip in a gasp. Skip stepping stones of robust bones. Grin in hands. Retain nylon plane. Fly through terrors and sky. Tumult. Gray clouds squat. Dulling conifers. Biting wind curls hair around ears. Push on. Dead leaves crackle underfoot. Crumple. Fragments. Ashen curtain sinks. Feet. Too hulking to drag across deck. In pools of milk of magnesia. Swooge. Ooge. Falcon dive. This may be a video game. Crawl midway before eyelids droop. Every muscle drained batteries. Throat drive words. Mind manipulates bodily joystick. Bell feet clump on. Falter. 
ambulance siren scrapes past. Ambiguity of voices peaks, fades. Get spider pauses on her silk nuxes, considering the wet that pelts her abdomen. Eight legs consider aluminum ledge. Mottled mushroom, an awning for ants and other modest behemoths of the forest. Iridescent mussels on slick rocks by the jagged shore. Whether or not the tide should bring them plankton, they rudely cling, indebted to those of soil, oceans, the blue. Arms reach away, not exempt from the wind of loneliness, torn by barbed wire of misunderstanding. Creek ripples register, uncompanionable. Fronds sweep the air in reply, commonly platters, red buds of depth, wild rhododendrous trumpet, planetary dispatch, lively communion. Leeches through this isolate cloak. Thank you. Thanks to all the readers, and thanks to you for listening. Thank you to Charles for processing and putting the recordings together, and thanks to Jennifer Peterson for the intro and outro as usual. I have to hope to have more episodes with readings from Experimental contributors and others in future. Stay tuned. Small Machine Talks with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. <laughs>